everyone. Welcome to She Can STEM. Today I'm here with Mrs. Rader. Mrs. Rader has her Bachelor's of Science in Environmental Engineering from Northwestern University and an MBA in Operation and Entrepreneurship from New York University. Currently, she is the Director of the Global Supply Alliance Management at Merck, where she has been for the past 22 years. Hi, Ms. Rader. Thank you so, so much for joining me today on She Can STEM. Hi, Tanya. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, can you talk a little bit about what sparked your interest in engineering and your background? Sure. Um, well, my interest in engineering really comes from my dad. He was an environmental engineer. He was for many, many years. He actually studied um, chemical engineering, but for his professional life, spent his years mainly as an environmental engineer um, with a, a petroleum company. So I knew from very little, uh, you know, a little bit about what he did, um, as well as I was in, uh, interested in environmental issues when I was younger as well. So I like to spend a lot of time in nature. So I was really bent on protecting it, right? So, um, so with that, um, in school, I was part of an environmental club. We started that up, um, promoting recycling and other environmental issues. Um, things like that at the time. So that really kind of sparked my interest as well in the environmental engineering field. That's amazing. I, I think I had like similar experiences in my childhood. I remember seeing people in my backyard cutting the trees and I was like, what? No, they can't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, so in school and in college, was there anything specific or anyone specific that encouraged or discouraged your decision to go into engineering? Sure. Um, so in school, you know, some of even thinking about um, elementary school, middle school, high school, especially high school, I saw my friends who were interested in in the STEM professions, mainly in the medical area, but also engineering as well. So, you know, having other friends who were interested in the same type of field made me, you know, realize that it's not different, um, right? So aside from my parents who were encouraging me to, um, to go into an engineering area, also I had friends who who had that as well, right? So I think that was an encouragement. And then especially going into college, um, I enrolled in an engineering program at my undergrad university. Um, and there, uh, you know, there was networks that were great supporting female engineers, such as Society of Women Engineers. Um, so uh, seeing, you know, everything that was going on and hearing about the opportunities through that organization, as well as, you know, I think I was lucky in terms of my engin environmental engineering program. There was a good percentage of women, I think, more so in that program than some of the other um, engineering fields. So I think that was actually very encouraging. So through the organization, through seeing other females um, taking up engineering and, and being successful at it, I think that was very encouraging. No, yeah, that's awesome that you were surrounded by so many like-minded people. Yes, I think I was lucky in that way. I mean, not everybody, right, has that opportunity or the ability to kind of see those role models um, growing up. Um, did you ever find yourself in one of those experiences where you maybe were one of the only or one of few girls in the classroom? Or um, I'm trying to think particularly, perhaps, I mean, I think a lot of the undergrad classes early on, freshman, sophomore year, are very large, so I don't think that as much. Um, but as I said, I think even in the smaller, more specific um, courses I had in the in the engineering area, there were still um, other females, so I never felt like I was the only one. Um, my Actually, my college advisor, um, she is female as well, and she was a great uh, mentor to me during, during my undergrad time there. So I don't think I ever had that feeling, you know, certainly um, 
there. You know, there there is that area, as I said, in other fields of engineering where I definitely see that. Um, my husband works in the computer science area, and I think I do see that more in that area um, in particular. Mm -hmm. um, so I know you talked a little bit about your mentor in college. Is there, mm -hmm. when you think of female role models in STEM, who's the first mm -hmm. person that comes to your mind? Yeah, so that's a great question. As I mentioned, I think um, Aside from a famous person, I would say, you know, all these people that grew, I grew up with and went to college with um, as my role models, right? So as I said, um, in high school, my two closest friends went into the medical field. One had studied pre-med, one had studied biomedical engineering. Um, in my undergrad, uh, three, my three closest friends were all in the medical or engineering profession. So one is a chemical engineer, still does process design today. Um, one is a doctor and she is also an entrepreneur. Actually, she just opened up her own med spa. And then the third um, is a material science major and she actually is now teaching engineering classes to high school students. So after being in, in industry for a little bit. So, um, you know, I, I see all of them as my role models and kind of our, our collective strength there. Um, if I think about, you know, I mentioned my, my uh, college advisor as well, because I met her actually even before I decided to go to the to go to Northwestern where I went as an undergrad um, and she was great at taking time to explain to me the curriculum the program especially environmental engineering was a, still a little bit newer of a field at the time I went to school so it was a little bit of a blend of civil and chemical but she she was specializing in that area and I just kind of met her on uh, while touring the campus she took so much time to explain the program to me um, a lot of what the courses were about um, and as I said she actually became my advisor and my my professor um, for a couple of the classes I had on, in the advanced curriculum um, if I want to think about maybe somebody more famous, I guess you could say, um, you know, I just read um, Melinda Gates's book, The Moment of Lift, um, how how empowering women um, kind of changes the world, right? So she obviously has a great uh, computer science IT background, um, so really pioneered the way I think for more women in IT. Of course, yeah, I love her. Um, um, if you had to make interventions to encourage more girls into STEM, such as like providing role models or special programs for elementary and middle school girls, what would you suggest? Um, I would say, especially, I, I think in what I've read is, you know, there are a lot of programs kind of at the very early ages, the elementary school age, but a lot of the um, kind of uh, interest level drops off when girls are 12, 13, really kind of really when they really start thinking about more um, what they're going to do after high school. So I think more um, opportunities at that age level, the middle school and high school ages where you have kind of, and the other thing is, you know, things are getting really busy. I'm sure you know your schedule is probably fully <laughs> packed, right? You have a lot of activities. You will have a lot of academic work as well. So maybe providing specific um, opportunities for them, whether it's a like a, a virtual conference or something like that. Even now with COVID, if you think about it, I see some of the conferences being offered virtually, right? So it's a less of a commitment in terms of having to travel or kind of limited number of participants. So maybe if there are some opportunities there, we could open that up to especially those age groups for, for the female students. I think that would be great in terms of um, 
you know, I think role models, again, are, are, are wonderful. It's the ability to speak to somebody one-on-one -on -one about a particular area is really good, but even um, having kind of that broad opportunity, such as a conference for many girls to attend and then see, have that exposure would be great too. So really maybe either classrooms or groups, even like the Girl Scouts, right? Um, kind of teaming up on those opportunities with these organizations who are um, running conferences or other events um, or even organizations such as SWE, the Society of Women Engineers, again, who offer um, opportunities and connects with younger students. That would be great, I think, even to maintain in this virtual environment. I agree 100%. Um, I know you talked about a, a little bit about your work with Society for Women Engineers and some of the mm -hmm. other programs you were with in college. Is there anything specific you did with them that helped you or you think helped others a lot? Yeah, um, I think uh, for SWE, um, we Definitely, we uh, ran the largest um, or career fair, I would say, across campus, and it still actually goes on today. I was just checking the website the other day, um, so it's it's called Industry Day, but it really connects, um, you know, budding engineers with companies who are looking for engineering graduates. Um, so that was one of the things really we we every year, you know, put together, run, make the connections with companies, and help facilitate that for the students. Um, another thing I was involved in during college that wasn't particularly through SWE was the co-op program. So that's kind of an internship that's kind of um, on a repeat basis, I guess you could say, over the course of a year, you would kind of have an internship with one company or organization and then over the same summer. So it was kind of a repeating internship, but you kind of build on the relationships when you come back year after year. So I think that was um, an excellent opportunity to kind of see what real life engineering is about. And as I think back on that, actually the um, the uh, manager that I reported to was the, a female lead engineer there. So I think she by default also was kind of a role model during that during those uh, years. Love that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what is something like as a woman in STEM that you have had to do, currently have to do that you wish you didn't have to do? Oh gosh. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of, I mean, it, it's, um, it, there, there's things that are always, you know, tactical and repeat type of work. And there's type of work that's more strategic and, and long-term and kind of higher level thinking, right? So some of the, I wouldn't say grunt work, but it is more, more kind of rote routine activities you'll have to do. I think it's probably across any job, not just specifically for the for the for an engineer right could be for any role in particular um, so I would say maybe some of that because it frees up more your time to kind of think strategically about what you want to do with what you're managing whether it's a project you know thinking more long term rather than kind of troubleshoot and firefight the, the small problems of the day but I think that's uh, common to again any role that you have uh, professionally mm -hmm, for sure I know I find myself in situations in class or mm -hmm. in settings where I'm where I end up doubting myself, going through that whole imposter syndrome, ending my statements with "Oh, if you know what I mean," kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, definitely yeah. something to work on. Yeah, but it's also always you know a learning opportunity, right? Um, the role I'm in now um, is kind of a newer role for me in the last three months versus what I've been doing before for the last fifteen years. So right, so it's very different. It's, but it's always great to have that change to kind of stretch your brain in different ways and think differently about what you're doing. For sure. Um, what advice do you have for younger girls who are considering entering the STEM field? Um, I would say to be open-minded about what STEM means. I think a lot of um, 
students may think of it as very technical, very kind of process oriented analytical, but a lot of it is also creative. You know, you have to be creative. Um, you have to be a great communicator of the analysis you're doing, right? It's not just solving the problem, but being able to communicate that both uh, verbally and in writing, um, in reports or also delivering presentations, right? So I think, you know, thinking about it that way, um, you know, the left brain, right brain kind of thinking thing, you know, you have to have both um, to be a successful engineer, uh, a successful professional overall, but it's not just, I would say, you know, being very, very, um, analytical all the time there. So it is great. I think being an engineer uh, helps you or studying engineering helps you solve problems. But again, to be able to communicate them to be able to think bigger picture is also very important for being a successful engineer uh, long term. No, I agree. When I picked engineering at first, I thought it was kind of just math and physics. Mm -hmm. And then I started learning and I was like, oh, it's also about like solving these real life problems, changing exactly. the world. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You have to be able to apply, right. What you, what you're solving um, and make it relevant to the people who need that problem solved. And I think that's just important as solving it, right. Because you deliver them a solution doesn't mean they're going to be able to use it. So you have to be creative in that way. For sure. Um, Ms. Rader, do you have any final words for our listeners today on She Can STEM? I, um, I, this is a great forum. Thank you very much for providing it. I really appreciate that from, from you, Tanya. Um, I would say definitely it, it's very encouraging to see more and more um, girls pursue the, the engineering area. I know it's, as I said, different among different kind of categories of engineering, but overall, I think there's the way um, you know, girls also think differently, right? They think, um, it, it, as I said, I think you bring a lot more creativity and whole kind of strategic thinking um, to the role. So it's very, very important. We have our voices heard and represented um, in this field. So good luck to, to everyone out there. I agree 100%. Thank you so much to, for joining me today, Ms. Rader. This was amazing. You're welcome. Thank you. And thank you to you all for listening to today's episode of She Can STEM. Stay tuned for more episodes with more interviews.